Hello, I'm Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. Welcome to the show. I'm here to make your travel dreams come true. I believe that everyone deserves time to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. So I'm going to provide you with current tricks, tips, and trends to help help you have a stress-free travel experience. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm originally from Chicago, an only child of a high school math teacher and guidance counselor and a police sergeant. So you know I didn't get away with anything. Being an only child, though, during this time, uh, my parents were very active, enjoyed all kinds of activities. I grew up bowling, playing tennis, skiing, etc. And we traveled by train, planes, and automobiles all across the country. I realized very early that I was fortunate to grow up with these opportunities and these types of parents. After the holidays, when we would come back to school, my teacher would say, come to the front of the class and tell us what you did on holiday. And I'd get to stand up there and tell them some of my travel stories. Taking the train to Montana, going skiing at the Playboy Chalet in Wisconsin, and flying first class for the first time with an aunt and uncle who were going to one of his concerts. So travel has been a huge part of my life forever. So when I was making unconscious decisions a few years ago about what I wanted my life to be like, it comes as no surprise that travel came to the forefront as that one thing I was really passionate about. I've owned my own travel business for 22 years this month. I was an adjunct professor of travel and tourism at Austin Community College for 10 years. I've mentioned and mentored and trained agents, been on the board of directors of the Texas Travel Industry Association. I have more destination specialty certifications and travel experiences than I can go into for the sake of time today on the show. You'll find out more about my travel experiences as the weeks go on. As you can see, I love travel, love to talk about travel, and I want as many people as possible to take the step at least once in their lives to go someplace that they've dreamed about. Travel changes your outlook on life and about people. Travel creates a burn in your belly that makes you want to explore more about life, a positive experience. When you take your children on trips, they understand there are no limits to their life. You are preparing them to be unafraid to take risks. Control risk, but risk. Travel helps you get ready for the time that they're ready to go leave the house. And it prepares them for taking the leap away from the nest. How, you may ask? When you grow up in one place, and that's the only place you know, you become comfortable with your surroundings and the people that you're familiar with. When you travel, you get to interact with all kinds of people which helps you set your own opinions of others from other cultures, especially in their environment. You become unaware to try, you become unafraid to try new foods, new activities, all kinds of things that you wouldn't do at home. This is important in a world made up of so many different people. Vacation is important so you can release the stress of everyday life. Put yourself and your family in a fun environment. Unless there are medical reasons, let go of the structure for a change. Let go of traditions and habits that you do on a daily basis. It's time to let go and have fun. Let your loved one see you in a play attitude. It creates such a different relationship with your significant other and your kids. When they get a chance to see you, let your hair down for a change. But I could go on forever. 
This show is going to provide you with some tips and some trends and some opportunities and some destinations of the week and all kinds of fun things to help you create a bucket list if you haven't already done so. Today is the first show and we I am very proud to say that I have a great guest speaker today. Um, we have Brenda Benson with The Wireless Traveler who's going to give us a great bit of information about how to stay safe when you're traveling abroad, using Wi-Fi, things we should do, things we should not do, and her solution to us being able to do it safely. Even though I believe in being disconnected when you're on vacation, there are times when we have to be connected. So she's going to help us with that. So when we come back, we'll be talking to Brenda. You are currently listening to your bucket list buster. We'll see you in a minute. Compelling message that creates huge impact and the income of your dreams? If so, then you need to join us on our webinar, How to Triple Your Income Through Speaking, where you'll finally learn step-by-step what it actually takes to make money speaking. You're also going to learn what stops speakers from having an engaged audience that wants to buy. And you'll learn how to have the confidence to get out there and make a big difference on ideal stages. Look, it's time to stop letting your fears get the better of you and step into your power with a message that rocks the world. Register today for your free webinar, How to Triple Your Income Through Speaking, with me, Karen McGregor, at Speaker Success formula.com Well, welcome back. This is your bucket list buster. I am here today with our very first guest speaker. Um, on the beginning of what I hope is many, many, many more um, shows from here on out with Miss Brenda Benson, who is with Wireless Traveler. She's the Senior Vice President of Marketing and Customer Service. Thank you, Brenda, for joining us. Thank you, Karen. It's great to be here today. How are you? How are things going this week? Really great, really busy. The whole travel season is really kicking off with the spring break, so lots and lots of things going on. I know. And uh, just <laughs> delighted to have a chat with you here today. Good, good, good. Yeah, I've been extremely busy myself. I'm, I'm very surprised. It seems like people are starting to plan a little bit earlier nowadays than they did in the past, which is good, but it, you just don't get a lot of break after the Christmas holiday. There you go. There you go. And, and I think I think that's really true because I think a lot of things are constantly changing in the travel industry. And I think people are just thinking forward in terms of what they need to do, what they need to plan and prepare for their trip, which is great. Yeah, it really is. And that brings us to what you do. I came across an article about you and your company in one of the trade uh, travel trade magazines and thought this would be a great discussion for our listeners um, for our travel tip and trends of the week. So, you know, I'm really into disconnecting so that we can reconnect while we're on vacation. You and I have had that discussion. Absolutely. But you um, 
have a different take on this, which is really important because I do understand that when people leave the country, first, we need to be safe. That's the first thing. And, and yes. if we're going to connect out of country, we need to make sure we're doing it safely. And then mama can't relax until she's checked in on those kids back home. So we need to know how <laughs> she can do that. <laughs> exactly. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And, and I think it's a constant balance, especially for women that uh, we're all dealing with when we take that time out to go on a holiday or vacation and whether we take the family or we take, you know, a trip off on our own or with other friends and it's the balance between really disconnecting because we are wired the whole time, especially when we're in business and taking care of family, caregivers, other people. So we do need to take that break and, and rejuvenate, but at the same time to be realistic, the world has changed from what it was say five yes. or 10 years ago. And most women do feel that, you know, once I'm out there and I'm overseas, I'm abroad, to have, to put their mind at rest, just that quick checking in maybe early in the morning before they start their day, or maybe every few days if they have a business, just to be able to check in on it, gives them that peace of mind. So, you know, we can really relax and enjoy our vacation. That's, that's one, right. One of one of the uh, the devices that we have is the, a pocket Wi-Fi device, which has become more and more important, and particularly. Uh, people want to have access to the internet for a variety of reasons, whether it's the emails they just want to quickly check or just, you know, safety and security. Maybe they're driving and you want access to maps and things like that. And right. and this little pocket Wi-Fi device, um, it's the size of a credit card, fits in your purse, fits in your pocket. And wherever you are, you now have access to the internet. You can just turn it on and you can gain access to anything you need. Um, so we whether don't you're, necessarily connect while we're in the hotel or the airport, we would use the pocket Wi-Fi in place of that, correct? And, and that's a great question, a great comment there, Karen, because, you know, we, we say to people, you can put it together however you like. So in some cases, it's great to hop on to free Wi-Fi, public Wi-Fi. You're in the hotel and, you know, maybe just want to get on and you want to surf something and, and you'll use it for that. But there's certain occasions when you want to be careful. One of the biggest issues travelers face is hacking of their personal mm -hmm. information, identity right. hacking. And and that's that's the question that most people face and, and the concerns that have come out recently. You can be in a five-star hotel, and there can be somebody sitting in a corner who's sitting there hacking into the Wi-Fi because it's a public uh, system. It's an open system right. that you're going on to. With this mm -hmm. pocket Wi-Fi device, you have a password-protected device. So when you go into that, if you need to do something with your credit card, uh, only you have access to that. There's nobody else that gets any access to, to what you're working on. So in those occasions, we would suggest to travelers, if it's anything of a sensitive nature that's on your computer, then you use a, uh, a Wi-Fi hotspot. If Got it's it. something that you're just surfing the net, then that's fine. Or your kids want to watch a um, Netflix, uh, that's fine. But if it's something of a more personal nature, then you need to be careful. 
because once you go onto public Wi-Fi, and it could be at an airport, it could be a five-star hotel, somebody sitting there in the corner hacking it, they have access mm-hmm. to everything on your computer, from your photos so to if you buy something on your credit cards. So is this something you, it's not something you would actually use to do your work. Say you're traveling abroad for business um, and you need to be connected in the hotel at night for work. Um, It's more for um, staying safe for for short periods of time, I guess is what I'm asking. I I think that's probably a fair comment. And, And naturally, of course, it also depends on the nature of your work. Mm-hmm. Because we have a lot of corporate uh, accounts where, you know, the women may be lawyers, for instance, and, and the nature of some of that are travel advisors. And sometimes right. that work does require them working with clients' uh, sensitive information. We have a lot of um, women in the uh, entertainment industry. So the information sensitive. In that case, they'll only use a pocket Wi-Fi. But in other cases, it's not. So it's just a judgment call. But you Mm -hmm. are correct when you're out of the hotel and let's say, you know, you're out for the day, you may be on a train or you're in the car traveling and something crops up that you need to deal with quickly, you can do it with a pocket Wi-Fi. That's amazing. And so how is it so much safer to use the pocket Wi-Fi than anything else? What makes it safer? The, the main thing is that when you turn it on and, and you can share it, you know, you can share it between your own devices. So if you have a smartphone, an iPhone or an Android and you have a laptop or you have like two or three women traveling together or a family, everybody can hop onto it. But the big difference is once you, you log on to the Wi-Fi, you have to put in a secure password key like an ATM at the bank. And that password key is only going to open up that Wi-Fi hotspot to you and the people you share it with. So nobody else is going to have access to it, and that keeps it safe. That's amazing. That's what, um, that is that is the future for us for traveling, don't you think? I, I, definitely, I definitely think so, Karen. I, I think it puts people's minds at rest. And the last thing you want while you're traveling is, you know, maybe you have to quickly get online and for whatever reason you need to change a flight. So now you're using your credit card. Credit card mm-hmm. gets compromised because you did it at the airport in an open Wi-Fi system or at the uh, hotel. And now you've got the inconvenience of trying to, uh, you know, shut down that credit card, get a new one organized. And, and travelers just don't need that hassle. You want to just have the confidence you can take care of business without those concerns and you know that kind of a pocket wi-fi device allows you to and and i'd say the other thing too that people love to do on a pocket wi-fi and it gives them convenience is when they're out and about on vacation and they're having a wonderful time and they take a picture let's say they're in kenya on a safari or they're outside the eiffel tower in france they get this amazing shot and they want to share it with someone back home Right. All they need to do is pop onto that Wi-Fi while they're having a coffee, and they just post it or they email See, that's it. What I they... Would use my, that's what I would use mine for. I do yeah, like to right. totally disconnect, you know, I put it in the safe as, many, as often as I can. But when you get yeah. those pictures, especially when you're traveling in a business like our business, where you get that shot and you want people to see it instantly, although... I am very paranoid about posting my pictures while I'm out of the country and no one's at my house. There, that's a whole different discussion. 
<laughs> on <Sure>. safety. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll give you but I do exactly. Like, I do like, you know. <laughs> And I'll give you another example, Karen. You know, maybe you've got somebody back home, you know, um, who couldn't join you on the trip or, you know, someone maybe who's not well, and you you send this picture to email to them, you brighten their whole day. And there's nothing like the excitement and enthusiasm of the moment when you take and capture that moment and you share it, you know, when you first get your accommodation or, you know, you go on an amazing tour for the day or a biking trip, and you just, you know, send that through to someone with a little caption. It just brightens their day. And it's it's the world we live in. We do that, you know, back home when something amazing happens or we're sitting in a restaurant, we can't believe, you know, the the meal we've just had or Mm. things like that. And, And people just love to post that and to share it with their loved ones. Yes, I've actually... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Karen. I was just going to say that I've gotten more um, business by um, posting pictures while I'm traveling, Um, even of my food, because that's a big part of people um, traveling and learning about different cultures is the different foods that you eat. And so it's amazing how excited people can get about just looking at your plate. And, and and just that picture paints a thousand words. Yeah. And, you know, well, it's all just fresh in your memory. Uh, you know, you get it posted. I mean, there's a whole thing on the Internet right now with the bucket list family. And mm-hmm. all they do is just post the wonderful trips they're having. And, and in some ways they're being offered trips, you know, as from tour operators because there's such enthusiasm in the moment when you go out and you see something and you want to share it with people. Absolutely. And we live in a sharing community. And that little pocket Wi-Fi really allows you the ease of sharing in that moment if you want or not. You can turn it on for a few minutes, paste a picture to someone special, and then you turn it off and get back to your holiday. So it's not so much um, a chore, you know, in terms of disconnecting, but something that people get pleasure out of doing. And then they get back to, you know, the the trip itself, so to speak. Great. So so where do you buy the Wi-Fi hotspots and can they be rented? You can do both. You can do both. Um, a funny story is that so we had um, we were featured on Fox and Friends just before the holidays um, in December, and uh, that. that was a whole. Did you see that? That that was a whole series. That did. I did. On mm-hmm. yeah, that was a whole series on on keeping yourself safe and connected while you're traveling. And um, if you go to our website wirelesstraveler.com. And you can see the pocket Wi-Fi is right there. We actually uh, sell the devices. And, in fact, I was just taking a look here, uh, Karen. I think we have a special um, offer as well um, nice. through, uh, through Pete. So, um, yeah, we have a special offer through you. If, if anyone comes to our website on the back of this call today, there is a, uh, a 20% discount all through the month of March. And um, just by putting in the promo code PEAKS, P-E-E-K-S, um, there will be a special discount. So the pocket Wi-Fi is typically $159 with the um, data SIM card inside and all the plugs, et cetera, to work around the world. It does work in over 150 countries, but there is a 20% discount on that. So that brings it down substantially. Oh, that's and then nice. you take it. 
Mm-hmm. And you take it for any trip at all. It's so easy to use. You just turn it on before you go. Anybody in the family can use it. There's no monthly fees. There's no contracts. Save a fortune, you know, if a group of people are taking it. And you can put any data bundle you want. So you're going to Europe as cheap as $15. Gives you 100 megabytes. And you just turn it on and off as you go so you can really manage it. And also, it's all done online. So it's very independent. You can do it in the middle of the night before your trip if you want. And if you need assistance, you call us customer support team. Everything is on the website, wirelesstraveler.com. And your other question is if you want to rent it, $20. You can rent it for a couple weeks, try it out, see what you think. Again, put a little data bundle on it. So it's, it's, it's really easy to use. That sounds like a wonderful – I'm sitting here thinking about circumstances of people – um, that would have a really, real immediate use for this. My son is an entertainer on one of the cruise ships, and he uh-huh. and his cast members, um, who are always consistently traveling, this would be a perfect uh, device for them um, because Absolutely. they spend more time on the ship than they do on land, and eventually you have to pay bills or take care of some responsibilities that causes you to possibly be um, vulnerable. You know, so that's For a sure. good idea. For that's sure. a really good and idea. I, and I would point out, though, Karen, I would point out that um, this little pocket Wi-Fi device, because we do get asked about this a lot, um, is how does it work on land compared to cruising in ships, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And there's really two types of cruising that, that we see a lot of. One is obviously cruises like, let's say, a Mediterranean cruise, mm-hmm. um, you know, through Italy, Greece, uh, Turkey, et cetera. And then there's the river cruising. Mm-hmm. So river cruising is something because the device itself runs off a, a cellular signal. So if you're within range of a cell phone tower, you can easily use the device. So that works obviously on land all the time, and it also works on the river cruises throughout Europe because when you're going through France and Germany and Austria, you're always within range of the cell phone towers. Um, it. When it comes to more the Mediterranean or the Caribbean cruises or, you know, Australia, New Zealand, Fiji-type cruises, in those cases it works when you get into land, when you get into port. And Perfect. that's fine, too, because you can use, the you know, the, the satellite uh, solutions on the ship. They're, they can be expensive, so you have to be careful. But this mm-hmm. little device, as soon as you get into port, you turn it on, and, and then for your day trips, you know, for your son, uh, for instance, on a day trip, then you can catch up on everything that way. Correct. So what are the savings with the pocket Wi-Fi? The greatest saving with the pocket Wi-Fi is that you don't have to turn on your network carrier's cellular data plans when you go abroad. So if you're going over to Europe or South America or Australia, you know, for a couple of weeks, or we get a lot of students that, you know, might even be going away uh, to study abroad mm-hmm. for a couple months. Or sometimes our, our women in business will, you know, go for a couple months uh, on sabbatical over to Europe or something like that. You don't have to turn on your cellular data. So you're not incurring um, fees that can rack up. They can become quite exorbitant, especially if you go into overage fees. Mm -hmm. You hear a lot of the stories, people come back and, you know, I got this $800, $2,000 phone bill, data bill. With this sort of pocket Wi-Fi, uh, you can share it amongst all your devices. So if you're taking an iPhone and you're taking a laptop or an iPad, or again, if you've got a group of you going together, 
you got one little device, up to 10 people can share it. That's amazing. It, it saves a lot. That does and, save, that saves a whole lot. Mm-hmm, that saves a whole lot. So you get one package, for instance. I, I've got um, uh, uh, one of our uh, clients, you know, it's a mother taking uh, her three teenage daughters over to Europe. One device, they got all their smartphones with them, they took a couple gigabytes, and they're set. And they'll be away for, you know, something like three to four weeks together. I think one of the daughters is studying, so the other two, you know, are taking off some time from college and off they go, you know, to have a trip together. Amazing yeah. lifetime trip. And it's and easy to monitor. It's easy, easy to monitor your usage so you know if absolutely. you're, you know, about to run absolutely. out of data. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. absolutely. You go right online at any point in time. You can see exactly what you're using. And, uh, you know, you use the device when you're finished with it, you turn it off, so you're no longer using it. And like I said earlier, if you're going to be in the hotel and maybe there's something that's not sensitive, then you just jump onto free hotel Wi-Fi as well. So you can very conveniently manage and very economically how you're using the pocket Wi-Fi. There's really no need to take a data bundle at all these days from your Mm -hmm. network provider. So if I'm if if I'm going to only use it for instance for emails or FaceTime or Instagram or you know the social media stuff. Yeah, um yeah. how much data would you initially recommend that I um I use or get if I'm going to be gone about a week? That's a great question and we get asked that question all the time. And uh, we even provide for our clients on our blog on the website, we have a nice chart because Mm -hmm. everybody's asking that question still, like how much data do I really use here? How much do I really need? And again, it it really depends. Um, You know, if, if you're just doing emails, that doesn't take that much. So you could probably get away with a week for anywhere between couple hundred megabytes to 500 megabytes, which ranges from $15 to about, uh, you know, $50 over in Europe, for instance. Right. Or the person who comes in and says, I do need to be Skyping, I do need to be FaceTiming, I do need to be in touch with the office that way. And then in that situation, we probably say, you know what, take a gigabyte. And that's like $89 over in Europe. Wow. And if you need more, the other convenient feature is we have an automatic recharge. Ah. So you can set it up and say, like, if I go through that gigabyte, I'm only out for a week, give me an automatic recharge just of 100 megabytes at a time, $15. And everything is transparent. If you do recharge, you get an email immediately to say you've recharged. So you can manage everything yourself online. And, you know, you've got our support team here if you need a little bit of assistance with it. But we found that people love to be independent. They right. love to be able to go in themselves, see what they're doing, set it up. And every trip is different. One trip you might be heading over to Europe for a quick business trip, but the next time you might take your family. Right. So, you know, maybe you're going to rent a villa somewhere and you're going to be away for three or four weeks. So each time is different. Maybe you have Wi-Fi in the villa. Maybe you get over to France and the Wi-Fi isn't that great. Mm-hmm. So you back it up with this little, you know, item. Well, this has been a, a great learning experience for me because I'm one of those technically challenged people. And um, I'm always 
concerned. You know, I talk to people all the time about making sure you don't do banking when you're when you're on free Wi-Fi. But there's so many other things that we need to be concerned about nowadays with uh, people hacking into our our uh, personal usage of the internet. So I do appreciate absolutely. you coming on. The, um, uh, absolutely, today. Karen. And, and and if you don't mind, I would even just point out, because, you know, it, it's interesting when you say to us, you know, that sometimes you feel maybe technically challenged. And I have to say this is one of the biggest conversations we have with people. And we had an editor recently of one of the travel magazines who did an article on us um, just in February, in fact. And we'd met at a travel show, the USTOA, back in November. Mm-hmm. We were sitting that night chatting, and she said to me, you know, Brent, I'm heading off to Europe for a couple of weeks. And I said, well, why don't you take one of our Wi-Fi devices? And she said, I don't know, I, you know, I've never used one of these. I'm, I'm not sure. A little, you know, technical, et cetera. And I said, you know what? These days, easiest thing to use. You take it, you push, push a button, it turns on, you hook up your iPhone to it, and you're done. And she was a little skeptical, but, you know, off she went. She did it. Came back and said to me, you know, Brent, I used it in three or four different countries. Worked like a charm. And Perfect. I have to say, you know, a lot of it is getting easier and easier for the consumer to do. And it's a great thing because the last thing any of us have time to do when we're traveling is trying to figure out how to use devices. So, right. um, yeah. I appreciate that. That is so good. That's a perfect example because that would be me. Well, thank <laughs> you so much. And would you tell would you tell our listeners what the promotion is for the month of March again? What do they need to do? Yeah, I'd be pleased to do that. So uh, anyone, you know, on the back of this show here, if you go to the website, www.wirelesstraveler.com, and uh, it's the pocket Wi-Fi device or really any of our devices on the website, um, if you just put in the promo code PEEKS, P-E-E-K-S, uh, at the end of the shopping cart, then you will be entitled to a 20% discount on any of our products and services, including the pocket Wi-Fi device. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Brenda. We appreciate you for joining us today. And um, I hope you'll you'll drop in occasionally and let us and update us on what's going on in your world and how we need to stay safe when we're traveling. We'd love to do that. And and thank you so much for letting us join in today. All right. Have a great day. Thank you so much. You too, Karen. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Wasn't that some great information? Hopefully you can take that with you on your next trip, whether it's business or leisure, and safe in your travels. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we've got more show for you. This is your Bucket List Buster. Your Bucket List Buster Travel Show helps you make your bucket list dreams come true. I've spent decades running a travel business, and I, along with other industry experts, will share knowledge, travel stories, and wisdom about how to travel, where to travel, and how to have a stress-free adventure. I hope you will tune in weekly and give yourself permission to focus on yourself, create lifelong memories with family and friends, and finally learn to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. Welcome back to your bucket list buster here on the eWomen Network. I'm so happy that you decided to join me today. I want to just put it out there that I want you to participate with me on this journey as your bucket list buster. Go to our Facebook page. Bucket list buster is the handle on Facebook. And for Twitter, it's at bucket list bust. No R. 
I should have put the R instead of the E, and now I don't know how to change it. So if any of you tech-savvy Facebookers are out there and you can tell me how to change my handle so that I can put the R instead of the E there, I would appreciate it. Um, and, of course, I'll have a Facebook, I mean, a website up pretty soon. I'm working on that so that you have a place to go and we can communicate and have some fun together. Um, I want to talk to you real quickly about uh, something that I think is very interesting. Since we're talking about vacations and you getting taking permission, taking control back and um, deciding that you're going to do this for yourself and for your family. There are some personalities, travel personalities, that I thought would be fun to go through. I don't have time today to go through all of them, but I'm going to give you a few of them this week, and then I'll give you some next week, and then you can decide what type of traveler you are, what personality you are. That could help in deciding which type of trip you um, would be most happy taking in vacation. Now, there could be some complications if you're a classic traveler and your significant other is a harmonious traveler or altruistic, so on and so forth. Uh, you're probably going to have to come to some compromising. But I think this is really a fun uh, little bit of information. So, for instance, the classic traveler. The classic traveler loves organization and consistency. They're not the fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants type. And for that reason, they um, they traveling in a new place without a plan is very stressful to them. So they would love guided trips, more traditional trips, nothing off the beaten path. Um, wine tours in Tuscany and Italy would be a great opportunity for the classic traveler. The next one is the harmonious traveler. The harmonious traveler um, likes value on peace and harmony. So in their everyday lives, they feel a deep responsibility to others. So on their time off, they deserve some me time. That kind of sounds like me in a way. I'll have to figure out which one I am. You would have thought that I'd already done that. But anyway, so they like to focus on themselves rather than others. And so they would like something like Marrakesh, um, Morocco, eco-friendly type resort that com um, caters to their compassionate side. The altruistic, tra altruistic traveler um, likes creative and nurturing things. They like to help others. They get great pleasure out of making the world a better place, feel better about themselves after traveling on a service trip. So something like National Geographic or now going to Cuba, doing people-to-people, -people, uh, going to Haiti to help out um, would be a perfect situation for them. The posh traveler. The posh traveler is logical and analytical. They love to have intellectual discussions, and, and they um, are most stimulated by intellectually-type um, vacations. So they try to take a trip with tons of history and art. So museums, university campuses, um, that type of thing. So London is a perfect destination. Can you think of any other destinations that the posh traveler would do? So let us know. Go to the Facebook page and let me know if you fit one of these categories this week. Now wasn't that fun? Just trying to figure out what kind of traveler you are. I thought that was fun.
Anyway, um, one of the travel tips that I want to talk about today, and this is some, this is kind of a little bit on a serious note, but I think it's some important information. People are starting to call in or email me and ask about getting passports and what that all entails, how much does it cost, what's the process. So I thought maybe today would be a great opportunity for me to go over this with you. It takes about four to six weeks for you to get a passport. You need to go to the um, State Department, um, United States State Department website. I'll put it on the Facebook page so you have a link. Um, then you can just go directly to that. Um, but you would fill out an application. You need to make sure that you go and take the proper size photo. Um, it's very inexpensive to go to someplace like Walgreens or CVS to get your photo taken, or the um, post office is also a resource. Not all the post offices have this ability, but some of the larger ones do. And then it costs you $135 for an adult for a brand new one and $110 for a um renewal for an adult. If the minor, if there is a minor that you're trying to get a passport for, the cost is $105 for you to get a minor a passport. Now speaking of pa uh, passports for minors, there are some um, some strict stipulations for getting a minor a passport and this is something that you may want to take into consideration when the family is separated or divorced and one of the parents wants to take the kids out of the country and I'm sure you'll you'll understand why. One of the things is important to note that all minors age 15 and under who have not had a passport in the past must apply in person at a passport agency or authorized passport application acceptance facility. They need to fill out a separate form that's a little bit different. It's a DS-11 form, and both parents or guardians have to be present with them. If it's a situation where one of the parents cannot be present with the child, then a letter, a certified letter, um, will have to be with the parent um, that is showing up at the service station to get the passport for the child. And as you can probably understand, there's been lots of problems with parents taking children outside of the country and never returning. And uh, they're just trying to make sure they avoid this situation. So both parents have to show up. So let's just talk about what you need to get your passport. You have to have a passport photo, like I said. Go to the Department of State, get your, download your application, um, the photo has to be in color. It has to be a two by two inch. You can't get one and then cut it. That is absolutely unacceptable. So you have to go ahead and pay $12, I think, at CVS or um, Walgreens, someplace like that. has to be taken within the last six months to reflect your current appearance. So if you were bald and now you have hair and you're... Um, you need to make sure that you're going to keep your look for a little while, um, at least when you go on this first trip. I did change a lot from the last 10 years, and 10 years is the difference, um, is, is when you have to renew it. Usually, with children especially, if you get an infant, a passport, and then you wait 10 years for that child to to renew, 
Sometimes you can run into complications when you go out of the country. So you may want to renew a child's passport a little more often. Um, that could be necessary. Um, it has to be taken in front of a plain white or off-white background. And it has to be taken full face view with no, no caps, no hats on your head. And it's a neutral facial expression, so you cannot smile. And you have to have both eyes open looking directly at the camera. And you have to take it without glasses on. So those are some pretty strict um, requirements. And they will send it back. And considering that it can take up to four to six weeks to get your passport, if you have a trip on the calendar, just you, you need to make sure that you get it right. Otherwise, they'll send it back to you. And then you'll have to send it back um, a second time. You also have to have proof of citizenship. So a certified U.S. birth certificate is necessary, issued by the city, county, or state um, department of, of your state. It's got to have your bearer's full name, your parents' full name, list parents, uh, list dates filed with the registrar's office, has the registrar's signature, and it has to have the raised seal, the multicolored impressed raised seal. If your name has changed for some reason between your driver's license or your government-issued ID and your birth certificate, you have to show documentation of that. That means if you've married, you've got to have a, a marriage license. If you've been adopted, you've got to have that paperwork. It's very important that you show um, the the um, name change and how that, that paperwork has to match that. You've got to have a valid driver's license um, if issued by the state, undamaged U.S. passport if you're going to renew it, a certificate of naturalization if you're not a, US, a born U.S. citizen, and then you submit that paperwork filled out correctly. Um, take it to the post office that you will submit all your original paperwork and they will um, send it off for you. Make sure you send it certified mail or at least so that you can track it and make sure that it got there. So you have someone's signature. Make copies of all your documentation so that you have copies of what you sent. And then um, if we're lucky, if you're in the state of Texas, you can go to Houston or Dallas if you have an emergency and you need one really quickly. Otherwise, you'll need to expedite it, and that's an additional cost. But I thought that would be important for you to have that bit of information about how to get a passport. We're going to take a quick break again, really quick, and then we'll come back and close the show. Thanks for joining us on Your Bucket List Bus. Welcome back to Your Bucket List Buster. Now it's time for our destination of the week. Holland. Uh, Kokenhof is a very pleasant day trip, um, about a half-day trip from Amsterdam. Several companies offer guided tours from Amsterdam and other Dutch cities during the spring. There are many transportation routes where you can pass through and see the birthplace of Rembrandt. Um, the one good thing about doing it as a river cruise is... The destination is your entertainment. If you're used to those large um, Caribbean cruises or ocean liners, it's a totally different scenario. There's no casino. There are no Broadway shows. You actually get to park right there in downtown, whatever city that you're stopping in. 
You get to go out and spend the evening there. You get to take tours during the day. It's really a pleasant, pleasant way to see Europe or other destinations. There are some in Asia as well. But this particular one, um, being able to go and see the gardens and see the tulips can be one of the best, best experiences you've ever had. Um, day tours, short day tours, most of the tour companies take you from your ship to um, the tulips and you have a half a day of um, touring. Then you stop for some magnificent food and you get to see the ports and stay in the ports a lot longer. So let me tell you a little story about the opportunity I had years ago to go on a river cruise. My husband won a cruise at a travel agency event years ago and I kept trying to get him to make the decision to go and he decided he didn't want to do it because he said everybody in the video that they had given us didn't look like us. He thought everybody was going to be really, really old. And that probably used to be the case when river cruising became first became popular. So let's dispel that, that myth right now because there are lots of things to see and do for all generations on river cruising. I'm not trying to sell you a river cruise today, but this is just a wonderful opportunity, a great way to be able to see Holland. And, and, and it's not as expensive as flying over to Europe and staying in hotels in order to recreate the opportunity that you would get to do on a river cruise. It would cost you thousands and thousands more because of the cost of hotels, because of the cost of meals. Uh, with the river cruise, your food and alcohol a lot is included. Right now, a lot of the river cruises are offering uh, free air to Europe because the air to Europe, as we know, can be quite expensive right now. If you if you priced air to Europe, you'll you'll see that. And so you do get the opportunity to see multiple cities, multiple destinations, do multiple tours. They're all included in the price of your trip. So it's a great way for you to see the gardens. It's a great way for you to see the windmills, to see the Van Gogh Museum, to see paintings by Michelangelo, and um, to see the walk on the cobblestone streets. When I actually finally got to do a river cruise, unfortunately he wasn't with me. I got to go through a company that I was working for at the time. Um, it was just amazing to me how much I enjoyed being able to being in Europe. Europe was one of those destinations I wanted to see, but it was going to be after I saw all of the island destinations that I wanted to go to. And I found that I was just in awe of the beauty of the cathedrals and the old buildings and the paintings. It's just really miraculously um, beautiful to see all of that. Plus the gardens. When you look at the Europe traditional gardens that are available for you to see, it's something to behold. So, Kakenhof, um Tulip Festival is a great time for you to go and take a look at some of the history in that area of Amsterdam. And so with that, I'm going to take one more second off for uh, a break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk to you, send you off with a little message about playing how it's okay for us to decide as adults that we're still going to play. There is some medical history about how it's good for us. So when I come back, we'll talk about that. Talk to you soon.
Adventures with Autism, Down Syndrome, and Epilepsy is a 501c3 nonprofit that provides respite vacations for families with special needs. They focus on the caregiver by taking specialists on board their group cruises and they provide respite day camp and activity support for their families. We believe caregivers should be given an opportunity to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. Their trips are fully funded for the families through scholarships provided through their fundraising efforts. If you would like to sponsor a family, go to www.awadae.org. That's awadae.org. And make your pledge today. Welcome back. I'm your bucket list buster. I want to thank you for listening today. I want to leave you with just a little bit of information just in case you needed an excuse to go out and have some fun today. This is an article I found about It Pays to Play by Sandra Vila. Sandra is a master facilitator of higher brain living and life effectiveness coach. And um, this is some information that I think will give you an opportunity to let your hair down. For children and adults, play creates rich neurological environment that gives our brains a chance to learn how to calm down. The part of the brain that this that's involved is an emotional reaction that is most intensely and rapidly affected by stress. So play's ability to cool the firing of the amygdala lowers cortisone levels taking us off high alert. This allows us to get back to a place of clear thinking. The effects that can help heal emotional wounds, improve problem solving, and even resist illness. Play, it seems, has serious benefits to the health and well-being for both children and adults. So if you needed an excuse, you can blame it on me. Tell them the bucket list buster told you to let your hair down today. You want to go outside with your kids, your co-workers, your significant other, and just have some fun. And just recognize that it is okay for you to go have fun. And we thank you for listening to your bucket list busters this week. And we'll be back next week with some more tips and tricks and trends and travel. And we hope you'll join us. Thanks for listening in your bucket list buster.